0: Warm-hearted. Good morning, welcome to yet another edition of Bruntpunt, our weekly program where we look at contentious issues that affects all South Africans and in particular our Christians and our Christian lifestyle here in South Africa. This week we look at the unfolding situation in South Africa that touched at the very core of marriage as an institute and on Wednesday's news of 6th September, we here at Radio Pulpit shared a news clip. That said the following, and I quote, the African Christian Democratic Party is planning a protest against the proposed single marriage bill that's next week. The legislation aims to consolidate the diverse marriage laws into one comprehensive framework allowing for equal treatment of all marriages. Under the bill, marriages would be redefined as a union between gender-neutral partners expanding the pool of individual eligible, individuals eligible for, uh, to officiate marriages. ACDP's leader Kenneth Meshu believes marriages should remain a sacred institution between a man and a woman. Here follows that sound clip that we played during the news. After that, stay tuned, we'll be speaking to our respondents from 4SA, Daniela Ellerbeck. Marriage was instituted by God to be respected and not to be violated or undermined by the party and the government of the ANC. That's why I'm asking you to please stand and join us as we oppose this that government is trying to do because they are undermining God's plan for marriage. I have Daniela Ellerbeck, the legal advisor for Freedom of Religion South Africa, or 4SA in short online to tell us more about the Department of Home Affairs new marriage bill, commonly known as the marriage bill that so many people are currently worried about. The bill has been the subject of much debate in the religious community and was open for public comment until the 31st of August 2023. Now, since the department's initial announcement that it was planning to establish a new policy foundation for regulating all marriages in South Africa, well, Four SA has been fully engaged to help ensure that the rights of religious freedom is respected and protected. Hence, our discussion with Danella Ellerbeck this morning. Daniela, good morning to you and welcome. Wonderful to have you online. it's
1: always a privilege to talk to you and your listeners.
0: Right. From a religious freedom perspective, what are the most important aspects of this new marriage bill? What would you say?
1: So, Veynant, your right to religious freedom, which our constitution protects, is your right to not only believe in your heart what you choose to believe, but to be able to freely live that belief out in public by talking about it with others, manifesting it through worship and teaching, for example, and not being forced to do anything that goes against your beliefs. So from a religious freedom perspective, 4SA was very interested in the following aspects of the bill, which is basically what this bill does. It specifies the minimum requirements for concluding a legally valid marriage. So We were looking at, okay, do these minimum requirements impact people's religious freedom? Does it go against what they believe or does it force them to go against what they believe? And the answer is no, because the minimum requirements that this bill proposes for anyone being able to get married is that they need to be an adult. So no child marriages. So you need to be 18 years or older to get married. You need to agree to get married. (laughs) You need to enter into the marriage freely and voluntarily. You need to have legal capacity, which basically means that you need to understand what a marriage is and what you're getting yourself into. And then later on in the board it also requires two witnesses to say like, OK, look, the people who got married are 18 and above. They did it freely and voluntarily and understand what they're getting into. And the, what is wonderful from a religious freedom perspective is that listeners may know that at the moment in South Africa, we've got a variety of marriage laws. Um, So we've got this quilted system of marriage laws with gaps. So not all marriages are legally protected or recognized, which leaves people vulnerable because of, for example, the death of a spouse because they don't have legal protection. Now, what this bill does is it will ensure that all religious marriages will enjoy equal legal protection and recognition. And then very importantly, and we'll get to that a bit later, is that this bill expands who can be a marriage officer. Basically, it allows anyone who holds a responsible position in any organization, whether it is a church or a secular organization or, for example, a traditional council, to apply to become a marriage officer. And this means that every social group can have marriage officers who will solemnize their marriages in accordance with the beliefs and values of that particular group. Now, why this is important from a religious freedom perspective is that it means that no one should be forced, or at least it gives the department's intention, which they've also verbally given in meetings that Forza has had with them, that it's their intention that this bill will not force any religious marriage officers to conclude marriages that go against their conscience. Now, when it comes to polygamous marriages, the bill stipulates that um, these marriages, which I want to say are already recognized by existing law, will remain between one husband and many wives. With What the bill ch- changes about the current law is that the husband will be required to obtain his existing wife's consent before he can take another wife. So it just gives extra protection to women in polygamous marriage. Does
0: that mean in writing then?
1: Yes. So And in addition to that, he will also have to go to court to say how the property in that marriage will be regulated and so forth. The only changes to the existing law when it comes to polygamous marriages is that the bull aims to protect the woman more by saying that they actually have a say in whether or not their husband can take an extra wife. And if they do agree, then what the marital property regime needs to be. So from 4 perspective, the main improvement we would like to see is the express protection of religious marriages, of his right to conscientious objection. So like we've said, the bull expands who can be a marriage officer because now everyone can apply but we would like to see a clause that expressly protects pastors who have a marriage license right to religious objection, so that um, or right to religious freedom, their conscientious objection, so that they can't be forced to solemnize a marriage that goes against there or the church to which they belong, doctrine, beliefs or views on marriage.
0: So there has been some rumours, some murmuring about 4SA's position on the the marriage bill. Can you clear that up for us? Can you explain what is 4SA's position as you represent the religious community, as you represent Christians in South Africa? What is your position on the marriage bill?
1: So, Bainant, as we've said, um, we focus on the right to religious freedom which is protected in the Constitution. and That is your right to live out your belief freely in public and not be forced to do anything against it. So in this case, when it comes to this proposed new single marriage law, the marriage bill, our goal is to ensure that no religious or civil marriage officer, so no pastor who holds a marriage license or a marriage officer that's employed by the Department of Home Affairs will be compelled by this new law to conduct Or solemnize any marriage that is in violation of their conscience. So, 4SA, for example, in this instance, wants to make sure that the bill doesn't force anyone to solemnize marriages that doesn't align with their beliefs. So, faith communities may certainly have concerns that fall beyond the scope of 4SA's mandate, which is just religious freedom. And they were obviously entitled to voice these concerns to the department when the ball was open for public comment. And this is why for us greatly encouraged everyone to send in submissions to the department during the public comment process.
0: We'll get to that uh, as to the response that we had. Did people actually uh, take up the call to respond before? And that was the 31st of August, a date uh, done and dusted, gone into all eternity. So what about the concerns then that the bill will change the meaning of marriage, keyword marriage here, or allow uh, polygamous marriages
1: I think we need to know what the law at the moment, at present, says. So as we've said, at the moment in South Africa, we've got various laws, and we have a bit of a quilted system when it comes to marriage laws. So when we look at the word marriage, legally speaking, so talking from what the law says, not what people might believe scripture says, we have the Civil Union Act, which became law back in 2006 already, so 17 years ago. And the Civil Union Act, so the law as it stands at the moment, already contains a gender-neutral marriage formula, and it allows the parties who are getting married to decide whether or not they want the union to be known as a marriage or as a civil partnership. So this law, Veynan, that was passed in 2006 already, calls, for example, same-sex unions marriages. So legally speaking, South African law has since 2006 not limited the word marriage to unions between um, heterosexual monogamous couples.
0: So we can talk about the the, the fight for the word marriage. That's already been lost.
1: Back in 2006 already.
0: My goodness, 17 years ago already.
1: Yes. So we just need to know what the law already says so that we can crystallize, okay, where we are, what is the context and what this law is proposing, because otherwise we risk ending missing up missing what the debate is actually about. Now, about your question about polygamous marriages, I remember that earlier we said that the law already recognizes polygamous marriages, and the only change is with this proposed law is that the husband will have to get his wife's consent, which is an additional, in 4SA's view, not a religious freedom concern at all, but it's an additional protection for women.
0: Daniela, just as a matter of interest, it's only the husband that can ask the wife. The wife can't ask the husband if to marry more husbands here. It's, it's just no, a one so way it street.
1: Limit, it's, it's still limited to one husband and many wives. So that is exactly if you look at the bill and the clauses, the way it's drafted one husband, many wives. I know that was also a concern that's doing the round. But if you read the bill in its entirety, it is very clear that it's one husband, many wives, and that the idea is to protect women in polygamous marriages, to give them additional protection that they don't have at present.
0: Speaking to Daniela Ellerbeck, the legal advisor for freedom of religion as South Africa, known for short as 4SA, you can go to their website about the Department of Home Affairs' new single marriage law. And as you quite rightly heard, the fight for the word marriage been lost seven years ago already. Not even sure if you knew that. Danella. so with the case at hand as it currently stands, do 4SA, do you have any concerns with the bill? Is there anything that can be or, or, or must be improved or changed? What is your take on it?
1: So, Bennett, um as we've said, 4SA's mandate is just to protect religious freedom. So from a religious freedom point of view, we have three concerns, which we we have quite a substantive submission to the department about, and those listeners who are interested can go read this full legal submission, which includes a full analysis of international and foreign law on our website. It is available there. So our three concerns in a nutshell is that there needs to be a clause that expressly protects marriage officers' right to conscientious objection, because although the bill allows anyone to apply to be a marriage officer, it doesn't contain such an express protection. And in our view, this will just bolster marriage officers' right to religious freedom being protected. We are also asking that the bill includes a clause that expressly states that civil marriage officers, so your state employees who are employed with the Department of Home Affairs, for example, as marriage officers, won't perform any ceremonial, in other words, religious functions, that they'll just be focused on registering the marriage. And then thirdly, for a is concerned that the bill may unintentionally criminalize religious leaders who solemnize marriages only on the religious component. So what the bill aims to do is there's a clause that says, um, you know, if you pretend to be a marriage officer, it's a crime. Um, But the way the clause, so obviously the intention is to protect parties wanting to get married from being taken advantage of by sham or fraudulent people. But the way it's drafted is a bit, Convoluted. So for sa is saying, look, the bill may, it's not the intention, clearly it's not the intention. The bill only wants to criminalize fraudulent people but, who are pretending to be marriage officers. But because of it, it may unintentionally criminalize a pastor, for example, who doesn't have a marriage license. And the parties know he doesn't have a marriage license, but he's their pastor and they want him to do the religious component of the marriage only. And they're going to go register it at home affairs later, which many people do. They see the many religious people do. They see the religious component and the legal component as being entirely separate, with the religious component being the marriage in front of God, and the legal component being like, okay, now we're getting the state to register our marriage as such. So we are proposing just changing the words of the bill to fix this issue so that we don't unintentionally end up criminalizing religious leaders who only solemnize the religious component of yeah, the marriage.
0: because we need to say to one another, once it comes into law, once it's set in stone, you can't change it. Then, then it's there and it affects people no matter what.
1: Exactly. So we want to make sure that we all participate when a law becomes, or a proposed law, a bill becomes open for public comment. And we actually have a say in it because once it's law, that's it.
0: So let's get to the to the crunch of it. The bull was open for comment until the end of August. Not sure what the response was, and the question, obviously, of course, is what's happening next now with this whole marriage bull. Where are we going next with it?
1: Firstly, the Department of Home Affairs, to who everyone sent in their comments, will now have to work through all the public comments it received. So they're going to have to consider it and see, Okay, look, uh, this is um, what the public wants with the bill. Let's change it this way and this way and this way. Can we change it this way and so forth? And once they have done with that, so once they now have a second version of the bill with the public comments um, having been considered, the bill will go through some internal processes uh, within the department and then it will go to cabinet. And if cabinet approves it, then the Minister of Home Affairs can table it in Parliament. All right. so it's still quite a process before we get to Parliament. And then once it gets to Parliament, it has to go through both Houses of Parliament, who will both Houses will ask for public comments. So the public will still get two chances at least to have a say on this board. Mm. And only then does it go to President Ramaphosa's desk to be signed into law.
0: Now, I think you're well aware of it as a legal advisor for, for SA. We recently had some stories that made news headlines that certain government departments are short-staffed and uh, therefore do not have the capacity to uh, check the comments and the responses. Is this the case with the Department of Home Affairs on the marriage bill? Are you guys on top of that as well, that uh, they will definitely take into consideration the uh, Public comments that came in before
1: the 31st? So, what I can say is that the team at the Department of Home Affairs who are tasked with this bill have shown um, that they go to immense effort to engage with the public in the public hearings that they've had, in everything. They've been very transparent and have made extreme effort to allow everyone uh, to give comments on this bill, whether verbally or writtenly. So 4SA will keep monitoring the process as it progresses. Uh, We're not in a position to comment on the number of staff in the department or their workload, but we will keep monitoring the process and keep listeners up to date as it develops. But as I've said, for now, the bill is with the Department of Home Affairs. They're going to consider how they should change it in light of what the the public has said they want. And only thereafter, some internal processes will go to Parliament and then we'll get at least two more bites at the cherry before it goes to the President.
0: Love the way she says it. Two more bites at the cherry. So stay close to your local radio station and stay on top of things. Talking to Daniela Ellerbeck, the Legal Advisor for Freedom of Religion, South Africa, and that space is getting smaller by the day. Your voice needs to be heard. Ultimately, on these issues, you can bring about a difference that we desire to see by just making your voice heard danella just in closing for more information if people want to find out more about 4SA what you guys stand for your other articles newsletters and so on so forth how do they get hold of you please go big as far as social media platforms where where can we get hold of you guys
1: the best place remains our website which is www.forsa.org.za so 4SA.org.za, which contains videos. We try and do videos every week. So they're on there. It will say if there is a religious freedom issue that's open for public comment. It will contain articles. People can subscribe to our newsletter, which we send out every three or so months um, on our website. They can also um, just uh, sign up to join 4 sa And then as far as social media is concerned, the best place still remains Facebook. So they can find us at Freedom of Religion SA. And we post daily about religious freedom issues that we are involved in, that the public will find interesting and that they can comment on.
0: Right. The uh, African Christian Democratic Party also planning a protest against this proposed single marriage bill. Stay close to your radio and your newspapers to keep you updated on that. And uh, with that, our sincere thanks then to 4SA, in particular, Danella Ellerbeck. It's always such a privilege to speak to you. And and thank you so much for your quick response when we come to you guys and say, please update us. Keep us informed when it comes to the legalities of this and where we stand. Danella, bless your heart in regards to everybody there.
1: Thanks, Ben. The privilege is all ours.